0: WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duct Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call one eight hundred Steamer.
1: Hi, Mark. Uh, what about September?
0: Well, it's interesting. I mean, it's uh, it's a real question of what faith you want to put in the statistics themselves. If you wanted to believe the numbers and nothing else, September far and away is the worst month of the year to to invest. In fact, it's not even close. It has uh, an average return that's quite negative relative to an average positive return for the other months of the year. And it's, uh, it's so consistent, in fact, not every year, by the way, but still every decade you look at it, September is in the lowest half of the ranking. So it's so consistent that statisticians have a hard time of dismissing it as a mere random. However, and this is a big however, statisticians usually do not like to bet on the numbers themselves unless you can come up with a plausible theory as to why it would be the case. And it turns out that no one has, to my knowledge, come up with a plausible explanation for why September would be so bad. And in the column on MarketWatch uh, site that I I talk about this, I mention a number of hypotheses that people have sent into me over the years in response to challenges I've given them for what that theory might be and I've tested every one of them, and none of them comes even close to having any uh, statistical validity.
1: So, you would not care to give us any theory you think is even somewhat plausible? <laughs> I don't see any of them
0: as being plausible. It turns out the reason you have to look at the theory above and beyond the numbers is that you can come up with all kinds of very interesting correlations that look to be statistically very significant that have absolutely no significance in the real world. My favorite example of this is a guy at Stanford a number of years ago went through a CD, a data CD that's put out by the United Nations and the World Bank that looks at all the charts of accounts of every country in the world going back many years. And he wanted to find the one data series that was most highly correlated with the essence p500 and guess what it was butter production in bangladesh now no one in the right mind would say that bangladeshi butter production has anything to do with what the stock market's going to do but if you were to operate on the numbers alone you'd be saying that's what you should be paying attention to
1: i mean that that's almost like the flap of a butterfly somehow disrupting world climate okay
0: <laughs> if you believe there's any causal connection at all but yeah. you know other people have found uh, Connections with ice cream, uh, uh, consumption in this country. In fact, another guy, a statistician, found that the amount of buried treasure that they discovered off the Welsh coast of the United Kingdom is somehow highly correlated with the United Kingdom. I mean, we can play these really, you know, they look to be fun games, but they're only games with the numbers. Mm. That's why we have to have a plausible theory.
1: Okay, and this column about uh, something that one does in one's life that can uh, really uh, hurt one's financial prospects?
0: Well, there's so many things that one can do, of course. But uh, you know, one thing that uh, that uh, probably ends up causing the biggest impact, believe it or not, is retiring too early. It turns out that uh, one of the things I found fascinating about the study is They went back and looked and said, okay, let's say that you and I spend our entire lives starting at age 25 and save 1% more of our salary every year for 40 years, which is a huge hurdle to jump over because, of course, we always want to spend that money. If we spend 1%, I mean, if we save 1% more of our salary every year, each and every year, is equivalent to working something like four more months before you retire. And I'd say, well, given me the choice, I'd rather spend the money and then just work for four more months. And it turns out, financially, that works out to be about the same. It's an equivalent.
1: And yet uh, we hear more and more about people who, for whatever reason, whether it be financial need or whether just as uh, they believe the idea that you're going to fall down from a heart attack after you retire, and they enjoy their jobs who do their damnedest to keep working as long as they can. Well, it turns out
0: that the research shows that if you're willing to work longer, by all means do so. It turns out that your a, your retirement of standard of living is much higher if you're willing to, to work longer. Now, of course, the risk is, as you mentioned in the question, if indeed you don't live uh, as long as the life expectancy tables would suggest that you are, or you Heal over a heart attack, then need would say in retrospect, of course, <laughs> you should have retired earlier. But, but
1: I'm talking about, uh, I mean, I believe there's been some evidence suggesting that the change in lifestyle of going in re- into retirement, that that is what precipitates the heart attack.
0: You are absolutely right about that. There's a study out of Brandeis where they actually looked at uh, what happened when Social Security changed its rules to allow people to take early retirement at age 62. And it turns out that there was a marked jump in mortality among retirees at age 62 when this law went into effect. It's really quite amazing.
1: Well, I mean, you yourself, you gave up your Halbert Financial Digest after years, decades, which I assume was a great burden on you, but it's not like you've given up work and no longer write about financial matters. No, that's right. No, in fact, if anything, I'm working harder than (laughs) than the newsletter. Well, for the record, I'd never have thought about retirement. I'll keep doing it until I can't. But all right, Mark, thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure to Mark Halbert, who for many, many years Had his legendary helper, Financial Digest, senior columnist Market Watch, with us live here on WDEL.